this episode i'm not going to say this week because dana my um <laughs> my, my my release schedule is as reliable as my dating life <laughs> it's, as and, it's as and when i pick up so everybody knows this now i am joined with an honorary guest it is the amazing and irrepressible dana wilkie and if you are a housewife are we connoisseurs are we super fans i don't know if we're in the business if we call it a business then you will know who dana is uh dana say hi Hi. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I always, I'm did you know 25,000? <laughs> right. There's your hint. And if you don't know who Dana is, Dana was a star of, it was seasons two and three, wasn't it? Of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It, well, yeah, I actually was Taylor's like sidekick in season one. I'm like at her parties and I oh. am actually, believe it or not, for the hardcore fans, I make a cameo in season one. I'm the one who does the event planning for Taylor's $60,000 four-year-old birthday party. Yes. And they introduced me as her friend that does like the Oscars parties and I don't know, Grammy parties and that I'm now doing her elaborate uh, kids birthday parties. So that's where I come in initially. And then uh, in season two, I was a friend of cast member. And then in season three, I was a guest star and I'm, most famous probably in season three for the train wreck scene, which is when I smoke off a candle and I'm just hammered and I'm screaming (laughs) (laughs) and it's very cringe, but it's fun. Yeah. So how about so God, we've just finished season 12 of Beverly Hills. Nine years later in season counting, where are you now? How many, how many housewife friends have you still got? Well, for me, um, I have a show and a Patreon called Dishing Drama Dana, which is uh, gossip. And we also do uh, deep dives and, you know, we cover the spectrum from conspiracy theory all the way to reality TV, you know, behind the scenes, all that stuff. I worked in entertainment for like 22 years. So I have a lot of different hats I wore in entertainment besides being on a reality show. And as a result of that, I have to you know, talk shit about pretty much everybody at some point or another, I have to, unless their life is perfect. And I do try to avoid some of my friends that I am still close with that are on Housewives, but I can't disclose who they are because they could get in trouble for knowing me, right? And uh, that's number one. And number two, uh, a lot of them I had to cut ties with unless they were really meaningful friends because of the fact that I gossip, right? So. True. Ah, so there we go, Secret Squirrel. Dana is the, the Dana is a reliable, a, a good friend. So, and I will send, I'm gonna put the links to your shows as well after this as well, because um, if you, the, the audience who listen to me, a lot of the stuff I um, will comment on with the boys when we're talking, a lot of that content does come from your YouTubes and your podcasts. So I want to thank you, by the way, for giving me a, I don't know, opening up my, my housewife third eye. Does that, that sounds really wrong. Okay. No, I love it. I love but you have a third my, eye. <laughs> we, were, 
we were talking about this before and anyone that listens to this show knows we talk about what we see and really the premise usually is i kind of come in like every day an imaginary cup of coffee or a jack daniels and coke whatever it is or usually wine and i say to the guys yeah but have you heard this this is what's going on over here and fundamentally what really pushed it for us was when the erica jane girardi stuff started and um and I, I, I'm not sure how are you, how are you with Ronald Richards? I'm not too aware. Are you too okay? Because basically, the Bravo world is sometimes a bit of a battleground. Do you two are you two kind of civil or what? Uh, or do you is it you just sometimes pick up on what he posts or not? No. So Ronald um, and I have known each other, uh, sort of in. Let's see, how would I say it? Ronald was Taylor Armstrong's, uh, or not Taylor Armstrong, excuse me, Russell Armstrong's attorney during their divorce. Yeah. And so I've been like one degree of separation from Ronald for yeah. a long time. He also represented one of my best friends, Chris Catan's ex-wife, Sunshine Tut, who appears on the podcast from time to time. You may have heard those. Those are really juicy ones. Because okay. like, yeah. So- uh, Ronald and I have sort of always been in the same types of circles, but we never really connected until, uh, I started covering the Tom Girardi mess. And this all yeah. began because I was the one who found out that Erica was going to file divorce before it was announced. Wow. And so, yeah, so I went out and I had put that on my social media and teased it and, so then, of course, like a week and a half or two weeks later, she announced her divorce. But because I was the one who broke that out in the, you know, it, it appeared in the tabloids and all this stuff, I kind of got linked to the Erica Girardi story in a way. And and through that, then Ronald um, and I decided to collaborate because Oh God, what was it that brought us together? I can't remember. He, not, not, I, not, I, I don't no, know if yeah, he was broad. trustee. <laughs> oh no, what it was was that um he was uh he was watching what I was covering regarding the case. Yeah. And he started getting involved with the case uh with the trustee. So we had, you know, kind of started talking. And then what uh, occurred was Ronald and I did some Dishing Drama Dana shows together yeah. and he co-hosted with me and we kind of collaborated, but we didn't always see eye to eye, but that's okay. Cause like, I'm all about embracing other people's opinions. I don't like to corrupt people's thoughts. Right. Yeah, same. I do like, I like a difference of opinions. Um, mob, mob mentality is rife at the moment within the Bravo sphere. If you ask Correct. Me. It's really dangerous stuff. Yes. And so I'm totally like that. So Ronald and I uh, then would, you know, uh, stay in touch and communicate. And if something like comes up and I worry about him for something, I'll say, oh, you know, be careful. I don't know about this person. You know, uh, for example, uh, do you remember that guy, Patrick Somers? Oh, how can we, what, the the secret member of Beverly Hills? Like, I can't actually, I'm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he was this guy who I believe has mental health issues of some sort, or right. he's just really 
crazy because he said all these things that were completely not true and made them like they were true. And anyways, so Patrick um, was reaching out to Ronald Richards and I felt like he was baiting him to try to like fool him into representing him on some nonsense. So I, of course, reached out to Ronald to protect him. And I think Ronald would do the same for me if something came up. And we ended up being on Shaw Shocker together. Which we, right, it's been really annoying because I haven't been able to watch that yet. We managed to get, look, obviously it was all legal. Wink, wink. Right, we right. Just, we, we, you we, got we, your we, Hey You. I think it's watch, on Hey You. Yeah, we it? watched the Erica one. Is it? Is it on there? It should be on Hey You because Hulu's um, output, anytime you hear something in the US on Hulu and you want to hear it, it's usually on your Hey you there. I will I'll have a look because I haven't um I haven't I didn't get to watch that, but I watched the Erica one. But even then we had to um uh, uh, obtain it. Use a VPN. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, we, we <laughs> no, I don't care. I'm not going to jump. We downloaded a torrent. Get over it, people. Right, <laughs> right exactly. Uh, yeah, you so, gotta yeah. do what you gotta do what you gotta do in our business. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for content, for content. So yeah, so you were both you were both on that, and we, we oh my god, we are gonna talk about that individual. Yeah, so that was a a, a show that ABC did for Hulu, yeah. and it was uh kind of a a cheeky docu-series about Jen Shaw and her getting uh, arrested, you know, and indicted on a reality show, which happened to be The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which is currently in its third season on Bravo right now. It's really fun. Yes, it is fun. It's a good, it's a good season. But um, yeah, I just watched your video about that as well. And I've got some stuff to talk to you about that. Season. <laughs> okay. I'm keep preempting what I'm going to talk about, by the way. I'm going to talk about that um, so with um, all of that going on, okay, so I'm going to say to you my darkest conspiracy theory about Tom Girardi, okay? Okay. Um, you're going to say, obviously, nothing in This is all alleged, by the way, people. So. Yes, alleged. My intuitive psychic brain, <laughs> basically, I called bullshit from the conservatorship the moment I heard about it. And... The reason I mainly did, and it's really weird how it aligned at the time, was because I was watching about the Britney conservatorship. And I was like, so hold on. You've got one person over here that was being completely controlled. Da, da, da. Fundamentally, I was like, he's legally used the conservatorship to cover his ass so no one can touch him. And I remember hearing somewhere as well, you can't prove amnesia. Uh, no, um, what's it? Was it? Uh, what's it? He says he's got Alzheimer's. It, you cannot prove Alzheimer's until you've you're they're dead. Is that right? And you have the autopsy. So there is dementia. The brain has to be looked at by a coroner after the person passes. Apparently, it, I I believe that that probably is true to confirm it uh there yes. can be symptoms that people could yes. obviously identify like a, a doctor can and they can say well based on the person's age and all this stuff but you're correct i think you physically have to examine the brain to 100 percent know what it is and there's different types of alzheimer's yes uh, you know there's alzheimer's due to like the a disease in a sense and then there's alzheimer's it's just old age alzheimer's so my conspiracy was, it kind of was a bit like, it's kind of that it was the perfect kind of crime, you know, in some ways, what you're using the legal system, um, but this time to keep certain things away. That was 
that's my big conspiracy. That's my fundamental actual belief about what's going, what went on. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, where (laughs) I am, yeah, where I am now with it, I don't know about you, but I'm just, I am over it now. I'm like, it it literally is what it is with Erica. Um, Do you want me to give you some evidence that backs up your conspiracy theory? That you might not know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Oh, yeah. Oh God, my friends are gonna hate you. They're like, okay, you've just you've just grounded Stephen's thoughts. <laughs> yes, I'm going to ground them for okay. you. Okay. Uh, yes. 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 <laughs> okay. So uh, first off, the attorney who was the original attorney that broke open that there was a Ponzi scheme happening with Girardi Keys. His name is Jay Edelson. And Jay Edelson um, believes and has said to me in interviews and other people that he believes that Tom Girardi uh, was faking his Alzheimer's because he was hustling months before uh, in certain ways that led him to believe this. For example, he was still giving talks and he was you know, able to focus and concentrate. He was trying to uh, sell cases to attorneys to get money. Um, He was moving some things around that show that he had a financial plan in place. So Jay is like, you don't do that when you have Alzheimer's, you're like losing touch with reality. You, you know, you're, you're generally not going and giving talks. He was even um, seen at a a brain expert (laughs) meeting. He was on the board uh, of this brain expert group and he literally uh like a year before he admits to having alzheimer's he's sitting with a bunch of brain experts that are used to testify uh, testify in liability cases to do with brain injury and alzheimer's and other things and he's sitting on the board with them performing normally so you mean to tell me that these guys didn't notice these like 12 of the highest paid experts on the brain that he's on this board with that are testifying in legal cases didn't know that he had Alzheimer's and they're like hanging out with him in a boardroom and being social with him? It's ridiculous. And so Jay believes that's true uh, for the reasons that I stated. Um, it's also incredible timing to come up with Alzheimer's as, you know, where he's at because- it really did slow down all of the punishments that were coming at Tom. And you can't, uh, they're doing a criminal investigation right now and it's going to make it very difficult for the prosecution to indict him. Of course, because that was, and the reason I only started to know really how tight conservatorships was, was because like I said, I was watching what what they were coming out with, what they had done to Britney. So then I'm like, so then the brother, is literally his conservative is the conservator so the courts are deciding it as well and then recently having the california bar just admit oh yeah we made like we ignored all did, did they ignore lots of issues or did they make lots of mistakes i can't remember what the overall statement was they just said about well, it was the la times originally broke the story that the california bar association is matt hamilton if you guys want to look it up and harriet i can't remember her last name at the moment um they wrote the article. And in this LA Times article, what they called out was that there was a large amount of evidence that the LA Times was able to find that showed that Tom Girardi had people working in the California bar on the inside to help with 
complaints that were coming in that they wouldn't necessarily be pursued in the same way that they should have been or looked at or scrutinized. Also, there were um, instances where, you know, because Tom Girardi was so powerful by making huge donations yeah. in to you know the the governor and also he was on the, one of the committees that chose judges um which by the way that's like a lot of you know goals for big big attorneys is to transition into being a judge that's a huge honor so he was literally controlling who was getting you know considered and sometimes his recommendation could get someone made into a judge so like the last thing you want to do is piss John uh, piss Tom Girardi off yeah. Right. So that's what uh, kind of led to uh, this corruption that he was able to get uh, away with. Now, originally, uh, the understanding was that this corruption occurred over a period of 20 years mm. where Tom Girardi was exploiting the California Bar Association and uh, avoiding being uh, investigated and stealing money from clients the whole way through. Okay. But yeah. this today or the last, I don't know, two days, the California Bar Association released a report. And in the report, it says actually that there were something like 40 years of complaints to do with Tom Jardy stealing client funds. And I don't have the statistics in front of me, but it was something like over, you know, 250 complaints related to client funds. I think it was something like that. I'm, I'm, I, I should pull it up. I don't have it in front of me, but. Okay, so sorry to be really morbid here, but when he pops his clogs, do you think Erica is royally screwed? Well, it depends on what you mean by royally screwed. Do like, you think, when... really, if you, I don't know about, <laughs> if you know, over here in the UK, but I know that it's, they're two completely separate kind of crimes, but uh, well, they are the two very, very situ separate situations. But, you know, when we had G the Jimmy Savile case here, and do you know about Jimmy Savile? He was that Tell kid. me. So he was the kids TV presenter and it came out for years. He was so in with the BBC. And then it, he was, he'd gotten, I think he was anointed by the queen. Everything he used to show here called Jim will fix it. And there was Rolf Harris as well, who was a kids TV presenter. And then he moved on to being when they both. And then when Jimmy Savile died, then all of a sudden it came out about how Jimmy Savile was um, abusing um and molesting kids children um at his tv shows and it all came out that in, within the bbc there was like this kind of child ring as well really but nothing <laughs> happened until he passed because he'd as in he'd disappear you know once he disappeared and it was a huge thing here the netflix documentary on it as well it's, and it's really really thing and the reason i'm saying about when tom passes because that's why I said, once I got a feeling they're going to either do something like they're going to just seal his coron report or something like that. That's what I've got. I'm not wishing the man dead, by the way. I'm not like saying I hope it, but it's like these little things where I'm like, I'm so like, because when he, if that person's no longer on the planet anymore, is she as safe as she was? Because he's holding together, obviously, the whole thing that's covering her ass, if you know what I mean. And well, she's not she's got her legal fees being paid by this big lawyer that in Las Vegas, isn't it? Is he in Las Vegas or something? That's yeah, he was he's in either. actually Tampa. He's in Tampa, right. Florida. 
But uh, then there is, okay, so that's the legal fee sugar daddy, okay, allegedly. And then there's another sugar daddy that's in Vegas, separate guy. And that is a casino owner and that she was very good friends with, with Tom, that a lot of people believe are helping float her bills to, you know, support her housewife's paycheck, if you will. Okay. So there's really two men to separate them out that, that that's why you're getting that gossip confused. Okay. Cause there's two, uh, a legal, a lawyer and right. this casino owner. Now, um, what do I think? Do I think criminal charges will be brought against Erica if Tom Jordy dies? No, unless in the process of doing this investigation, they find a smoking gun. Now, I will say something about prosecutors in the U.S., depending on which one it is. They're, you know, lethal. And if there is something, they'll find it. It'll take years. It could yeah. take a long time, but they'll find it. If there isn't anything then her demise is going to come from these numerous civil litigations that are going to slowly but surely get judgments against her. Right. And as they do, she's going to have no more money and she'll have to file for bankruptcy or she'll have to have her paychecks on housewives to, you know, send to these victims if they get judgments and they can get a lien on her future income. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It, it's weird because this brings us on to the next thing because um you let me just read this to you really quick okay. okay just so we have it accurate um this is uh it was harriet ryan and matt hamilton at the la times that broke the story and they also wrote about the new report today that was just released uh in the last like 48 hours i just mentioned okay um the state bar of california re received 205 complaints against I'm sorry, let me say that again. You can delete that. <laughs> <laughs> the State Bar of California received 205 complaints against Los Angeles legal legend Tom Girardi, alleging he misappropriated settlement money, abandoned clients, and committed other serious ethical violations over the course of his four-decade four career. The agency disclosed Thursday in response to a lawsuit brought by the Times Despite the dumb beat of concerns that began in 1982, the state bar took no public action against Girardi until after his Wilshire, his Wilshire Boulevard firm collapsed two years ago. So it's, you know, it gives you just an idea. It's, in, it's incredible. Like uh, just to give you, put this in perspective um, in housewives terms, um, Dolores Catonia from Real yeah. Housewives of New Jersey's husband, Frank Catonia, um, was an attorney. Yeah. He was disbarred uh, for uh, moving client funds to his personal bankrupt uh, bank account of like $100,000. Okay. And then he ended up, uh, you know, I think paying it back even and all that and saying it was a misunderstanding and he was disbarred. So this man has taken hundreds of millions of dollars over 40 years, and it didn't become like even addressed until after the LA Times article came out about like the bribery related to the California Bar Association. Yeah, I think I think that's what the audience struggles with her, and I think sometimes that's why we get. And Beverly Hills, I say this is it. Beverly Hills is like I don't know what it is about the show, but it gets the most hype. But for the last few years, you get drip fed the best bits. And then we when we analyzed the end of this season, we said 
they were like, well, it's getting the highest viewership. And I said, and do you know why I think it does? I think as an audience now, I think the majority of the audience, A, we, we've got your fans, you've got your super fans, then you've got people that will cover it for journalism, clicks, the internet, whatever. Sometimes I think we're, most of us sometimes now are at the point where we watch it in the hope that someone is going to say, finally, what we're all thinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just sure. finally, it, and it's just that, I don't know what it is with that cast dynamic that doesn't allow it. Because in comparison, you've got Salt Lake, you've got Potomac, even Miami, you've got people that, um, and, and New Jersey, but there seems to be this inability to just be, I would love it. I really am hoping that it just comes to the point where that one of them just not so afraid to be like, look, I will, I can film with you, but I cannot bear, I can't stand you right now. I don't want to know. Because with the recent season of Beverly Hills, we've got Botgate or whatever. And you, thankfully, you, you know, the account Bravo Snarkside, um, they were so kind to put me and you in contact with each other. Um, oh, I love her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she has literally been such an advocate for my pod. And we talk so deep. We were talking about this the other night as well. And I was awake with her. I was up quite late one night. We were talking shit, because we do. And we were having a chat about the show and stuff. And I have a thing called kitchen table talk, Dana, which is stuff you talk about. Like, there's even stuff I'll talk about that I wouldn't just put, I wouldn't put on the pod, you know? Yeah. Stuff you say to each other, it stays indoors. Do you know what I mean? You go, hmm, okay. And like, yeah. yeah. Like we said earlier, you like to have a bit of a debate. You want to be able to say stuff. I'm not going to go out here and put something on my pod that really is a fleeting thought, may probably not be very polite, that then people can like hold, like hold me against for whatever. That's part of the beauty of why I love Bravo and the Housewives. It's like my football or soccer, whatever. And I was awake with her the night that she started to get messages. I said this another, she started to get weird messages off bots one night. And this is what I was going to ask you about as well, because Dana, for everybody, if Dana, people don't know, well, they, yeah, I, because I watch Dana all the time, you were getting attacked by bots as well, weren't you? Around the time some of the cast were, is that correct? Yes. Um, what happened was I got sent a cease and desist from Diana Jenkins because I did an episode uh, with Crazy Days and Nights, NT part one and part two on Dishing Drama Dana. Who's suing now? Is that right? she's suing now. Yeah. Um, and I had done a podcast which basically went through. Uh, some of the blinds that have been floating around for a very long time about uh, Diana Jenkins. And oh, can I just say, just, just sorry to interrupt you, which by the way, because I'm in the UK, were all really freely available to me here. I read all about Diana's history in London and everything. And I watched about the deal with her ex with Barclays. And then there was another wife after this that he got after her and they, her and Diana hate each other. And I remember sending those articles, linking them into a couple of YouTube lives that I was watching stuff. And Diana has now had them removed. They've gone. Yes. So what happened was all of, we relied on these blinds that were on Crazy Days and Nights, but also like you did, you know, 10 years of press that Which has been- Which was out there. Which was out there. 
right? And it was covered in a, a lot in the UK, hugely yeah. in the UK, um, because of the high profile nature of her ex husband, yes. who was the head of Barclay Bank, one of the the heads. Uh, he was in a very upper echelon position and was um, in charge of you know the bailout that happened. They didn't take the UK's government's money they ended up taking qatari money and it and he caused credits her doesn't he he credits yeah. her for kind of brokering the deal on a personal level or whatever because of her personality which she still doesn't land to me when she's now on the show going i don't understand words i don't understand things well how were you in you you, you basically it's documented you need you helped broker a deal well, what ended up happening is yeah. I got this cease and desist. And I always say this about my gossip. I don't post gossip or cover something because I want to create someone like a problem or give them anxiety. I'm not vicious. I'm not like that guy on the Netflix series that was like posting revenge porn and like wouldn't take it down because he didn't have to. I'm not that person. Okay. No. I'm truly curious about the things I talk about and I want to go on a journey about them and figure it out. You know, me and journeys. If you watch season two <laughs> game night, I'm trying to get Kyle to take one with me. So the, bo <laughs> the bottom line, is if you know me you know that's my shtick it's not to hurt someone or to gain followers or content attention because of that I truly thought she was interesting there was a ton of stuff about her out there I covered it she got very upset at me and a bunch of other people yeah and she sent these cease and desist and I of course immediately uh, read the letter and deleted what she requested in the letter which I did yeah. And then I guess page six covered it because they hate me, but whatever. And then, <laughs> and then that was sort of the end, but simultaneously with that cease and desist coming out, because you guys, she posted it on her Instagram. So before it became like sent to me, she actually posted it to the world to say, Hey, listen, Instagram followers of like a hundred K plus people. I am sending Dana Wilkie and these other people a cease and desist. Well, yeah. right after she does this, I start getting attacked by these bots yeah. on my Instagram and my Twitter. And I'm not saying that they're related, but I am saying it was the time frame that this occurred. Okay. Yes. And what happened was I was getting these bots that were humans behind them and they were talked funny. Okay. They'd be like, the queen, most amazing Diana Jenkins, the most princess of goddessness, you know, like it was just not people speaking like American or UK or, you know, even EU prime. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was really bizarre given that I had just done a deep dive on the dissident, right. Which is what, you know, the Saudi princes use a bunch of human hives to control like their people's opinions about things in their, um, you know, to suppress people's t talking about how they really feel about the monarchy and all this stuff. So I was like, yeah. really like, whoa, I was kind of, I was like present about it because I just studied it right in depth. And so I was like, God, these sound just like the bots attacking, you know, Khashoggi. And, you know, I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. And anyway, so, uh, 
What these bots did, which was also very unique, was they not only talked oddly, and I did talk to one, one did speak to me, but they used Diana Jenkins image in a lot of their stuff. So they not only attacked me, but they also were praising Diana in the same kind of attack yeah. or their picture of their profile was Diana and all these things. So it was very strange. Like why is the Diana's, you know, for example, handle Diana's number one fan. I'm using that as an example, but like, DMing me like crazy about Diana and loving her and, you know, all this crazy stuff. But the thing that really struck me was that they were really evil. So the stuff they sent me wasn't the usual thing, like you're fat, you're ugly, or you're, you know, you're thirsty, or yeah, you've been on the show 20 years ago, whatever the heck, you know, the, the drill, like I could yeah, do the yeah, 10, yeah. you know, go to you know, but they're not just me. It's like cookie cutter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, those you're just like, whatever you let, let it roll out the back. These people went back in time, like before the show and tried to send very personal uh, details that they still found in the public arena, but from like 12 years ago, 14. I mean, these people were working. Yeah. To find stuff that was reputationally damaging, that would hurt me, that would like actually make me, you know, scared or upset. Like I had a psycho ex that I was like, actually the babe, you know, he was mentioned in season two of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. He turned out to be a complete nut job. I am to this day afraid of him. Yeah. Things like that really like... And, and when I heard on the show about Jax receiving the knee on the neck attack, yeah, um, basically Jax posted one of the things that was yeah, sent to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And it was vicious. It was like, who would, you know, George Floyd, knee on the neck, all this stuff about Jax, like not more than a racist attack, like beyond, like sick. I was like, God, that's really strange because some of these people seem to have that same energy of what happened to Jax's son. Like it's dark. It's not the usual fan, you know, fuckery. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I think, because I think this is where we're in. This is, I don't understand. And, and actually it's happened. It's apparently Robin Dixon from Potomac said last week, she started getting death threats as well. Now, and I, I think there's, two things going on here. You've got a toxic fandom, like we mentioned, mob mentality. And I, I've i sat on some other creators' YouTube lives. Like, well, talking about I mean, hopefully Diana Jenkins, just to interrupt you for a second, I want to say this, Diana Jenkins suing all of these bots, supposedly that attacked Garcelle's yeah. son. And she disclosed that there were a large amount of them that were foreign. So that was interesting because that was what I experienced. Yeah. And she also said that, um, that she has linked one to Cupertino. Uh, I think it was Cupertino, California, which is where all the headquarters are of different tech firms. 
So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like a lot of people don't believe that she can actually get this information and they believe they're she's doing this to control the narrative. I actually really hope that she is doing it to get to the bottom of it because I was impacted by it course, also. Yeah. And I don't believe that it's the Bravo fandom. I believe it's people using somebody to attack in a particular way because it was so specific. Okay, so because one thing I noticed about her post was she kind of, she, um, A, and then like, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, okay? Sure. She went out of her way on that post um, and I believe what she said, we know what doxing is, yeah? So she half mentions an individual's account, yeah? So I was a bit like, okay, so, I don't really know why you had to post this right now because you know it's I I would I wouldn't it made more sense to go we have um found that I I was a bit like okay so is it this one individual that was responsible for this one message that you know the knee on the neck message which was abhorrent I was like okay so you've half released who you think this person is so then in turn is that going to then send a lot of traffic to this one person I've personally i was a little bit like uh icky about it i was like okay so have you stopped the cycle here or until or should you have should we you have just have posted or a close source of has leaked on your behalf like wouldn't it have made more sense like you had the concrete this person has been whatever i don't know the legal word you will <laughs> subpoenaed i don't know whether indicted whether it is no subpoenaed yeah. like, i have i have we have fundamentally proved it was x person we there is a lawsuit they're going we're, we're taking them to court the post was all like here's my close source and we think it might be them and i was like okay but what if it isn't that person and i what that person did whoever that individual was it was disgusting but it still didn't answer the question about the bots. Now, what's made my ears prick up with what you just said was the area she said it was, and you, are you saying that you think these areas are uh, places of business rather than it being a person? What? Well, I, I don't know because we don't know, but yeah. the indicator is that it, came out of an area where there's a large amount of tech firms, the the knee on the neck message, if uh, what Diana received was accurate from whoever she subpoenaed it from. Right. Um, yeah, so it could be a, a tech person behind it, or it could be as simple as a company that was hired out of Cupertino that is doing this type of work, it, you know, and went too far, I don't know. Um, it was shocking to me. Like I yeah, said, I I really believed the um the foreign uh you know the foreign bots was really compelling to me. I yeah. I will never let it go till I know who was behind that because because ultimately I don't know this is how my brain works is well it's come from somewhere and it's since this this cast um like what it's either one thing or the other. It's an unfortunate it's unfortunate and it just happens to be, but it's happened to the cast on it's happened to Beverly Hills and it's been rife. So where's the nest, if you know what I mean? It's, well, and you know why Diana like comes from somewhere. You know why it's her suing is because they were praising her and putting her image on all of their stuff. 
So in other words, there's a big reason Diane is suing. It's not just because, uh, you know, Garcelle thinks it's Diana. It's because yeah. Diana was in, implicated in yes. these attacks by these people pretending to be her fans and looking like her or using her image. And so what, that's and why why but that's what i'm saying why who that the idea has to have come from somewhere and that's where i think like you said that's 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 the compelling thing for me where's this all been cooked up from it can't be like not some little mad maniac going i'm going to create companies because <laughs> i love diana so much it weird it sounds like, so what do you think is your predictions with garcelle's investigation because garcelle's reply to Diana's, well, not Diana's post, but the alleged source has now confirmed Darcel was still flat out very, I'm going to wait for my, I will wait for my investigation. What do you think the network, I feel, I don't know about you, but Darcel was really, I don't know if you, okay. After the coffee, I've left out, I'm leaving out the coffee and Kyle stuff with what we talk about because I think what I've overlooked we was overlooked here was if you agree when we watched the edit of the reunion it looked like to me the producers were so conflicted with the control Kathy and Rinna or whatever their behavior had done with what they could air on the reunion they really leaned into the audience seeing either beautifully edited moments of, Di of Garcelle's face and reaction to the other lady's behaviour, but they really lent into a narrative of how shit they treated Garcelle, if you know what I mean. Which I think is good in one way, but I think I don't want it to be detrimental in another way to Garcelle, because I don't feel like Garcelle is a actual trick. She's not a broken bird. Do you know what I mean? And, it, and, and, no, and no, I, was she's bit, not. I was a bit like, okay, okay. Like, you know, it was like, they were like, oh yeah, let's cut to Garcelle looking hurt and upset because they, because they, in some way, Rinna and Kathy were both absolute liabilities and they, and whatever. Um, well, there's also pressure on the network. They've been sued several times now over, uh, you know, Nene Leakes sued them yeah. because she felt they weren't backing up, uh, racial racist slander that she felt while she was on the show right yeah. um they also had a problem with i think it's faith stowers from vanderpump well, yeah, rules yeah. and that got stassi fired right yeah. and you know so it's not like the there is an alleg and you know I i'm sure there's other allegations that are floating around um wasn't there an allegation uh in an hr investigation between ramona and uh, Ebony Williams and Real Housewives well, of New York. Have you seen so, the, the clip of Ebony? Um, Ebony's done a podcast again. Yeah, I saw. And she Ebony's Ebony is speaking out loud about Ramona made a comment about polo or something. I saw it the other day. I scrolled on. She's done it. She's been on, and she goes hell for leather in on Ramona. So oh, and NBC and Andy Cohen are scared that yeah, they will get canceled by a large audience. Look what happened with Jenny in Nugent in Real Housewives of Salt Lake I thought City. They, I thought they were going to air that. I'd heard they were going to show Jenny being found out and them all kind of cutting her off. They That's were. That's what I'd heard. They were going to yeah. go ahead and do that. 
And that was what was going to kind of, they were going to atone the behavior by showing the audience that she'd been sacked and the late, they were going to let the ladies do that. But just to go quickly. But they didn't. And they didn't yeah. because the rumor was oh. that <laughs> the I'm fans were going to not watch the show if they put her back on it at all. And it trended. So I guess that was intimidating enough that they were like, because it was really bad stuff. It was it terrible, but I didn't need to see Jenny, but I didn't think it was bad to watch the women, the women at least be like, we or whatever. But I, just before we skip the one thing, because you said about HR, but, but that's the thing where I, sometimes I think nothing makes sense. They made a point of showing Garcelle's reaction because when she found out that um, the Kyle, the Kathy and Rena thing had gone to HR, one thing I picked up on, they, they made sure you watched Garcelle go, oh, right. Like, like basically the penny dropped of her. She was like, so where's my fucking HR investigation? <laughs> well, and I, I mean, I'll tell you what. I... I have no doubt that the expressions, some of them were cut in later. You know, they're not necessarily That's happening at real time. At. Yeah, they're like, trying to tell us. In like, and I was a bit like, okay, she's not falling apart here. She's exhausted. You know, she's done. You could tell yeah. she was done. Well, she was, what was really telling to me in the reunion, and you guys were talking about Real Stories of Beverly Hills season 12 reunion, just so you know. Yes. Um, I yeah, because I'm on, a, uh, yeah, I'm on a different reunion. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, Garcelle makes it very clear that she doesn't even want to talk to Diana Jenkins. Yeah. And she expresses why on the reunion, which is that Diana Jenkins threatened her legally too. Yeah. So, I mean, just Diana's essentially suing anyone that talks about her. So it's very difficult to be on a show with her, I would I would imagine. And, and I'd heard she was not nice to Garcelle the whole way through filming. Well, and obviously, look how she's acting. I've never seen that. I don't think they wanted to show that reaction I've to heard Diana. The women were aware of it. Production were aware of it. I heard that she was, that, that, that they had a really difficult time with how Diana was around with Garcelle, it was it was awkward. Well, all I can tell you is that I understand, um, you know, um, uh, there's been allegations made, uh, uh, you guys could Google them about Diana and her neighbor in Malibu. Yes, yes. Um, you should Google that. I don't want to get into it, but um, what I'll say is this, Garcelle, reaction was so strong and it was so clear to me yeah. that she believes that Diana is behind the bots. This is what I believe from her reaction and that she believes Diana is litigious to a, like, and, you know, weaponizes the civil courts in the U S for, to, to, to manage things that like she her friend out and John does because yeah. here's, here's some gossip for you, Diana. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'll tell. I, I'll go to basically. It. Elton Elton John blocked the UK media from the story, that, and it, you, it, you can see it over in your media because he did the injunction with the UK. He couldn't do it in the US, right? Okay. David Furnish was 
photographed on yachts with lots of hot men. Fine. Whatever. Not bothered about open relationships, anything like this. Whatever. I don't care. Like, yeah. Um, and they'd photographed him. And then what had happened was David bought a flat for one of the twins. There are two twins. The flat in Stockwell, South London. Right. And they were like going to run with the story. They found the, the paperwork. And Elton blocked the UK media being able to publish it here. He couldn't stop it in the US, but he stopped the Daily Mail or anyone public, uh, uh, pu publishing it over here. So, wow. And, so you know the yeah. and you know the guys? Yeah, I know the guys. Well, yeah, I know the guys. Um, so You've got to get the gossip. Right. Well, <laughs> You've got to come on my show. <laughs> so I think what happened, and the thing is, the house is still in, is in David's name. So in between him being photographed on the yacht with all these muscle boys, he then had bought the flat. So the news or the sun or whatever were going to publish it here. But Elton had the power to lock down the UK media from covering it. So from that, from, from what I'm simply saying here is Elton's able to, and like we said, perception, like you're either, you watch what you watch, you, you, you listen to people's music, you see what you see, yeah? So that's kind of akin to, um, so basically then obviously Diana has done the same thing with all of the UK media articles that we were privy to before she went on the show and people started to look her up. There was so much about her and she's done the same thing with the UK media here. So, um, yeah, so no UK publication was out. They had to pull all of the articles. I think she's done that across the media now. She's gone through yeah. and said, this is, I think her basis is that some of the gossip was that, uh, I, I think her basis is that the gossip is false. So yeah. therefore every article that has ever been written that implies this gossip should be removed and she's legally pursuing and forcing people to remove everything yeah. that Which... she believes alludes to anything that isn't what she feels is factual and correct. And as a result of that, there is not going to be much left on the internet about that soon no. because she was considered a little bit, uh, you know, interesting because of all these juicier articles. I don't know if people, I mean, I wonder if she sent a legal letter to, to Evolution and Bravo. I don't know. I'm just wondering about that. I don't, I, don't, I, I think, yeah, but, but as well, I, I listened to, um, a couple of one of the podcast another review podcast I listen to. They've got those guys, the two gay guys, do an amazing review show, and they, you know, I listen to them. They, I adore them, and like they said, like they live in LA, and they're like she, like you said, go Google the rumor with her neighbor, the, the the story with her neighbor. They'd heard that she's not nice. You know, she has not got a nice reputation in LA at all. And she said on the show or something. I she was quoted or something. I hate London. That's why I left London. Do you remember she made that comment? Yeah. I left London. Well, she left London because the woman that started seeing the husband after her, they, she, I can't remember if she got married to him after Diana, but her, she looks like Diana as well. 
she and Diana had the biggest societal, uh, whatever, you know, when they're all hanging around in posh places, they had the biggest feud in London ever. It was everywhere. It's all over all the private clubs and everything. She, they, they hated each other. And then, wow. she, and, and then she came to LA. And I think that woman, I think that's what she left London because she couldn't, she basically had no friends here. She, like she said, I hate London. The, wow. the, whoever this woman was, or the, they went to court and everything. They went, there's court, that, 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 there's article. You can have, the thing is, Diana can't scrub an interview with her because there's interviews <laughs> with the, that ex-wife and she completely hints about how demonic, <laughs> allegedly. Diana. Is this Robert, uh, uh, Roger Jenkins' wife? Uh, yeah, I think it, yeah, yeah. It's the same guy. It's the Barclays guy. Yeah, yeah. He Hold married on, let me tap, let me tap, let me tap. He married someone after Diana and her and Diana. La Larissa Andrade, he married in 2018. Is that yeah, who it is? Yeah, can't stand each other, though. I hate each other. Okay, so Larissa Andrade. There's a, there's a few women that Diana has had uh, public disputes with about uh, the banking and all this stuff. And so I wasn't sure who you were talking to, and I just wanted to make sure that I knew. So it's Larissa Andrade. Yeah, look into her, because you can talk about it. Now, she has got a lot. We'll have a lot to say, but I don't know. Okay, so there's our, I think we finished up on Beverly Hills. I, I, I really appreciate you. And I think it's just really interesting because we've they've announced they're taking a long pause. I think that's great. I think half of them are doing a long pause because they need to. Some people are like, no, they should be recording now. But I think they're doing a long pause as well because Garcelle's investigation is not complete. I, think I agree. Uh, to go back to your point, I think Garcelle is going to take this investigation and she's going to try to use it on the show next season after HR takes a look at it. That's what I believe. If Diana comes back, if Diana well, doesn't come back, then she won't. And I know everyone believes that Diana has been fired, but I don't, you can't know who's been fired to all contracts have been accepted or declined. And that has not happened yet. All no. of the contracts for season 13 are being starting in like two weeks from now, they're going to start, like making requests to people and then throughout December. Yeah. So, and not everybody will like, sometimes they just won't want to come back. That happens. So, you mm, know. I, don't think, I don't think there's anyone sat on that couch that we watched that doesn't, that doesn't want to. I think it's, I me think it's really, I, I do. I know I'm not going to, the thing was like with me, with Rina, I, you know, her and Erica are just, in some ways it's comical. I, I think uh, the one thing I will commend Rinna on as well is Rinna, if they announce a certain group of women are coming back, okay, if it goes down that route of Denise, Camille, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I think Rinna's going to know and she'll take it because she needs the money. I think Rinna will completely have her eyes wide open. To, okay, the producers are going with season 13 is the year that everyone gets revenge on Rinna. I'm about to have, that's the only, the only real thing that they could do as a narrative. She's either not going to be there or she's going to have a rich, they're going to bring people in that are going to actually come in guns blazing at her and give a shit, you know? I can't. I, uh, yeah, no, I think Rena's coming back. Yeah, I think that that's the, that's the only story they can do that either going to give someone an agitator that she can spar with and is going to hold her to account because she, there's no or or if they go completely like they're just going to let her be 
like a character, the bad Eminem all over again. I think they're in, I think they're in a real dangerous ground. You can't, you've got to have someone that just can't, that's going to go back and forward with it. There was loads left out. Like they didn't say that like, she'd admitted she'd made it. So, anyway, she exhausted me. I don't want to talk about it. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I, said I only you, have five more minutes. I'm so sorry. No, don't kill me. Okay. So on the list that we made with you, the one thing I think is Salt Lake is airing now and I'm going to kind of save all that. Um, what I wanted to ask you about was, um, was OC because okay. this is sparking my mind and you, as you are um, the Oracle in the, in the gossip world. <laughs> so, Thank you. Wow. You're too kind. Orange County is got, my ears are pricked up about Orange County, not like New Jersey because New Jersey to me, I think um, I've heard you say this, New Jersey sounds really good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It looks now, so good. OC, yeah. Heather Dubrow. I don't know if you watched the video of her at BravoCon. I have never sat there. I've heard she was lovely meeting fans and everything. But when she did the panel, I have never got the end. Heather Dubrow's energy was literally like, I'm fucking over this. Was <laughs> she it? Was, she was over it. She was over the panel when they were asking her about the show. She was not happy. Um, and because, and then she's not gone on the cast trip so she's not there and then all of a sudden vicky's now turned up yes i love and this you're right all this is totally you. right yeah now, to me vicky's not there but now obviously to everyone else like oh great vicky's there amazing i personally think they flew vicky out because i've heard debro is done she's wasn't there she's not gone on the car strip she fulfilled her contract she's fulfilled her obligation at con bravo con have you heard anything about this well the big probably news to add to that is that they sold their house in orange county mm-hmm. terry and her um and they bought a penthouse in los angeles which you know everybody's wondering is she going to then rent a house in the oc or is she like truly leaving the OC because if she is, then obviously she's not going to be on the OC. Right. And is this maybe a way for her to exit without having it be about what happened with Terry Dubrow uh, being outed because the storyline allegedly for season 17 is that Terry Dubrow is seen by, I guess, Taylor Armstrong from real housewives of Beverly Hills kind of maybe flirting or maybe in an inappropriate setting with a girl. I don't know. It could be just as simple as dinner or drinks. They're not going to make it super dark. They don't but do that. Taylor's bringing it. Yeah. And I know that was the interaction I noticed on the Bravo con because Taylor was kind of in and Heather, Heather's literally, I don't know if you, if, if you've watched it, but rewatch. Heather is literally like, yeah, great. I had a great time. I'm having a great time. Right. She was, <laughs> she's she's over it. She does not hide that she has not been happy filming the show. And then she doesn't go on the cast trip. Well, I think that, um, I didn't know that she didn't go on the cast trip. She's not there. Where did you hear that? <gasps> Guess she's not there. She's not there. And then Vicky's appeared. Vicky has been flown out. Well, Vicky I know was, Vicky went. I didn't yeah, know. That's Vicky, awesome. That's Vicky's, awesome insight. Yeah, I didn't know well, that. Vicky, Vicky's there because if you ask me, production of shit themselves because they've lost Heather. So well, they, that that's a big problem losing Dubrow right now, for sure, especially since that was like the main storyline. So what I think the storyline is, is that um, there's been rumors for year that years, this is the storyline, yeah. that 
Teddy Dubra, Teddy, listen to me, sorry. Oh my God, I'm getting tired, I need coffee. Um, That Terry Dubrow has had uh, extramarital hookups besides Heather Dubrow. And that I guess Taylor's way of kind of calling out this gossip and getting it on the show as a storyline was to come up with this kind of harmless I saw him with this woman. I don't know. It's weird. You know, that was her way of doing it. Like not in a, you know, like a, a real housewives of New Jersey way where you straight up go, I heard that, you know, okay. So she did it like more classy, I guess. And then I think Tamra jumps in on that bandwagon and essentially the Dubrow's relationship is called into question. And as we've learned in the last season and on, you know, Heather Dubrow's podcast that she has, she's very protective of Terry's business. Yeah. His plastic surgery business, which is their bread and butter. And as a result of that, um, and obviously her children, right? Yeah. So I think when that storyline emerged, yeah. which the producers probably allowed because Kelly Dodd and some other OC gossipers were talking about it very openly and out there. So the fan base was hearing it everywhere. Yeah. I think the producers allowed it because of that. Um, What ended up happening is Heather, instead of shutting it down, which is obviously your option kind of got went, you know, P Tong got really upset at production and said, this is not what I signed up for. I don't want my family tortured by this coming out in this yeah. way, my kids, they're vulnerable. Plus on top of it, um, you know, I, Terry Dubrow's business gets damaged by this. Yeah. So I think that was her attitude. And then I think her and Terry had a powwow. Terry didn't want her to go back to the show, by the way. Uh... And I think Terry said, are you out of your mind that we're risking I'm on botched. Like, we don't need to risk this. Why are we risking this? Yeah. And I think that that's where it went down. Now, they did a Disney trip where they literally hired photographers to take them holding each other, hugging. Oh, I heard about this. And they released the pictures to try to uh, counter what was being leaked from season 17. And the fans were like, oh my God, so cheesy. Like it just is, it was just, it was too over to the top. They would have been better off being caught like at a restaurant in the OC holding hands. Like it was so staged. Or like Bronwyn casually walking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, with her her cell phone. I've got got another, yeah, Bronwyn, bless her. (laughs) So anyway, but um, yeah, so that's, what I think this might have to do with. And who knows, maybe the excuse will be, she'll go on the show and she'll say, we've decided to move and that'll be your exit. Wow. The that, show. Which I personally think is a real, uh, is a real critical hit for them because I think this was, you know, anyway. Okay. One last thing I'm going to, going to ask you now is because I just need to validate. I need to tell you this story about uh, that. I'm actually psychic. I don't know if you know this, um, no, I love it. I'm not actually sorry, but oh. I'm going to tell the story that I am because this is my most proudest moment in since I've been doing this podcast. So, okay. I am I am an LVP fan. Okay, now while we were covering Beverly Hills, I predicted, and you can ask Snarks like this. I said when I was watching the series, I was like, 
when I heard the news about Oliver, I said, Garcelle, because she's clever, is going to go and film with LVP on Vanderpump Rules. I'm telling you now. She's going to A, do it for her son, B, do it because she's friends with LVP, and C, she's going to do it because it's the easiest way to piss those women off, right? My prediction now for season 13, whatever happens when we get that trailer, is that I think LVP will film a scene with Garcelle up at Villa Rosa and it will be in the trailer and it will make everyone go loopy. You, oh my God, I'll die. I'd love it. <laughs> do, do you not, do you not, because it's like, I I literally think that's what, Gar, that Garcelle is, not, that's the way Garcelle is going to disrupt and annoy that cast. I think, and I think it'll be her and Sutton as well. I think her and Sutton will be up at Villa Rosa having tea with her. She won't go oh. and film with them, but she will film a, I think even more so now, that's my prediction. Okay, so my thought on that is that it would be so smart for her to do, <laughs> but she's very particular about her branding at this point. Um, not in the beginning when I shot with her, but in the, you know, what, what later transpired. Um, I think that she likely will shoot with Garcelle on the basis that Garcelle's son went to work for her uh, restaurant in Las Vegas. Yeah. And they'll have a conversation on Vanderpump Rules, yes, I think, to get about, about that. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that uh, maybe based on that Vanderpump Rules crossover, they might do something with the Beverly Hills because it's the same production company. So yeah. it's like maybe they'll like, I don't know, a crossover in the scene or maybe they'll have Garcelle bring it up, but then it'll play out on Vanderpump Rules that sort of thing because the thing is is that unless Lisa Vanderpump like Andy calls and says to Lisa I want you to do me a favor would you shoot this she wouldn't do it it would have to be that level because yeah because first of all they don't um when you do like a one-time cameo they don't pay you to do that. They do have a way to do that, but they don't generally do it. So it's like, you have to want to do it from your good heart. Why would Lisa Vanderpump want to do that for Beverly Hills, unless it helps her boss, Andy Cohen over Vanderpump Rules? Because Vanderpump Rules is her show. Yeah, I I don't know. I've just got this feeling the way she's talking online and I feel like it's the perfect, like I said, like when we said earlier, there's gonna Rinna's gonna come back, but Rinna's gonna get it shit. And in in so many ways, I feel like it's an inadvertent way for them to annoy her and get the cast on anyone else's side. But Rinna, I feel like Rinna's gonna have a really. To, I don't know. I just think it's kind of perfect, perfect TV, really. Like she doesn't. Well, have to all do they thing. have to do though is talk about it. See, exactly. Garcelle could say that's what I'm saying. I do think that the scene with Garcelle and Vanderpump is going to air on Vanderpump and in, to get Vanderpump Vanderpump. And she would do that because she's executive producer of Vanderpump. Yeah, Rolls, yeah, yeah. Okay. She met, she benefits financially when that show does well, but she's got nothing on Beverly Hills, nothing. Okay. Lisa benefits zero on Beverly Hills. So for her, unless it came from the top as a favor, maybe, but I do think all they need to do is have Garcelle mention it on the show. 
And yeah. that would be enough to spin off a storyline. So like I was having lunch with Lisa and maybe they show a photo. <laughs> right. Well, they, Lisa, they mentioned it in uh, they mentioned it on the reunion. They she he Andy mentioned it then. Oh, that they went to lunch over yeah, Jack. They, yeah. they they're mentioning it. So obviously, like you said, it, it tails in because it's the Vanderpump rules needs the the viewership. But then yeah. equally, yeah, I think you're right. The conversation that airs on Vanderpump Rules is going to link then into 13. But then I think to, to really put the nail in the Fox for five, four, I feel like, you know, there's a way to agitate and disrupt that kind of narrative. And I don't know if they'll go ahead and do it. But yeah, it rests all on LVP. Anyway. Well, I want to say one last thing before I go, and then yes. I'll leave it with you. Uh, one prediction I have is that Dorit's sister moved to yes. Beverly Hills. And I wonder if they're going to try to uh, bring Dorit's sister on the show to film with her. And if she does well, maybe make another sister situation come down. But I, I think she might at least film with Dorit. Well, you know, PK and PK and Dorit love you so much. <laughs> yes, I'm one of their favorites. <laughs> yeah. How many times has he called me a see you next Tuesday, really? I mean, I've, yeah. I've won that award a few times. Anyway, I'm not going to defend him, but the thing is, in the UK, the C word is not a big deal for us. It's kind of, we use it as a term of endearment as well. It's so amusing in America. Sometimes we're like, oh. <laughs> I actually didn't, I didn't really mind about it that much. A, a oh, lot yeah, of the yeah. fans did. I didn't really care. I, I you know, whatever pk you know <laughs> yeah just, well you know you got bigger fish to fry than uh, me yeah, so definitely bellagio whatever it is you got you got bigger things for everybody. oh he did he fixed that by the way he paid that good? bill yeah he I paid the bellagio so so much for coming on the show um do you uh where can we find you please promote 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 Oh, you're so kind. Um, so the Patreon is Dishing Drama Dana. Just search it and you'll find it. Um, if you want to see a sample of our podcast, you can go to any of the you know podcast providers in the UK and search uh, Dishing Drama Dana. My Twitter's at Dana Wilkie and my Instagram is Wilkie underscore Dana. And I do gossip on there too. And you can send me gossip if you got juicy stuff. Yes. And I, uh, whenever I watch or consume your content, I usually will, sh I, well, I do, I share Dana's um, videos because usually I'll be, I'll be, I'll be full on usually. I'll oh yeah. My YouTube. I yeah, forgot. YouTube, well, I always, <laughs> I always, when I watch one of your YouTubes, like, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm usually sat on the toilet as well. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a man thing. We go, Perfect. You, know, you know, I take my switch, take phone, you know, light a candle, you know, and then I'll sit and I'll, watch or whatever but i will always repost some of the the, the videos that you make as well because i'm like okay that was really good i like to watch that. oh i'm glad so, um yeah, yeah so yeah i have a about... youtube to you guys if you search yeah. dana wilkie youtube you'll find it it's called decadish dana it's supposed to be 10 minute gossip but i never can manage that i'm so no, <laughs> it's so, terrible Stefan. i'm an overthinker <laughs> and an overtalker so it's been an absolute, absolute, absolute pleasure. I really appreciate you for this. And um, wait, I, one question: Is it Stephen or Stefan? Well, I like the way you call me Stefan, and I've just been in Barcelona for a month working. And when they say a, when they say a ph out there, I've been called Stefan for the last month. But yeah, Stephen, no, I know. Yeah. I I was just in Spain this summer, and I was like, oh wait, he's. I saw. And I, I think you were in the square. I saw when you were on holiday there, and I was I was staying up near the near the. I've been working there for a pharma company like 
uh, this, this is all fine. This is not private. I've got a job. This is why I have to keep things clean. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was I was staying in the stadium and I thought of you actually because I went to visit the square in the Gothic court, quarter. Yeah. But I can't, I think I'm getting your videos mixed up because you were making the video while you were traveling with your son. See, yeah, I, I, was in Mar- I was in Marbella and then I went to uh, Sevilla or yes, Ceviche yes, yes. and then Gibraltar. Yeah, I was in I Gibraltar. Video, you're saying I'm staying right on the square and it's really, you know, but I'm giving my son the trip of his dreams, whatever. And I'm so yeah. Cute. So oh, cute. I love you. Thank yeah. you. So I'm sorry. So it's Stephen. I apologize. It's, it's yes, because my mum's, my, well, my mother is Scot. My mum's from Scotland. So the Scottish, the Scottish spelling is Stephen is PH. Okay. So let me wrap up uh, that again then for you. Okay. Well, Stephen, I just want to say thank you so much for watching my YouTube Decadish Dana. I really appreciate it. And I will, I'm here to support you in whatever way I can. I love your content and you've got such a good soul and you're so much fun to talk to and you're juicy AF. Well, you know, (laughs) I, I, I basically, I used to be a dramatic, dramatic gay. And then I was like, I need to remove it from my real life. So I just become obsessed with reality, with uh, housewives and transferred all of that energy to there. But thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Um, and I always end like this with Luke. He, he hates it, but I'm going to do it. I'm like, okay, so say bye, Dana. <laughs> bye, boy. <laughs> there no. you go. That was, that was okay, but that was the accent. I'm not doing my mouth for Okay, well, <laughs> thank you for, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, like, share, and subscribe. And by the way, everything we just said was alleged, and it's not really true. Right.